Okay. So, um, scene. Sai is at the back of the party as they travel to Goodmead. He falls in step with Barry. Uh, hey, Barry, uh, thanks for keeping up. No, 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 I'll go over in the back, or just someone's got to watch the six, you know. But man, you've missed quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I'll catch you up. Uh, Coos? Don't worry about him, man. He's just a little grumpy. Yeah, we, we found that, that, you know, mountaineering guy. Yeah, he was pretty beat up. And, uh, yeah, he, he seems to be, you know, just extra, extra grumpy. He's trying to cut me open. I thought he was making me breakfast. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 about this. Don't, don't worry. I'm fine. I, I, I'm expecting. I, I haven't named him yet. I'm I'm deciding between multiple names, either either Conan or Superfly. But either way, you know, I just hope it has its daddy's eyes. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely getting bigger, and you can notice it. I no, don't lie to me. No, no, it's okay. Uh, it should be it should be any time now, and that's one of the reasons why we're going here. Not because Una has some ulterior motives to throw a haunted bell that some someone did her wrong, but regardless, I hope that they'll fix me up, and then uh, maybe we can get, you know, Ernest's things all wrapped up. Uh, oh, uh, the, the weird witch hunters? Yeah, we're not gonna talk to them anymore, and hopefully we can get that nice dragon guy to come back and stomp him in the face piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you missed the dragon? Yeah, there was a dragon. I got to jump on top of him, and I stole this cool bag. Now I didn't see what was inside it yet. That's hard to steal I have to wait until the dragon's gone, which it is. And now I can see the rights in there, man. Uh, which, uh, oh, wow, these things are kind of weird. Um, uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll let Zeph take a look at him, because I can't read this shit. Anyways. That's most of the stuff that you missed out on. Have you guys been, you know, still into trouble? I mean, out of trouble? Oh. Well, that's good. <laughs> I, I, I like to think that whole time that Sonar's been standing there like... Yeah. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh during the laugh. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> um... Dave, I uh, am working on a handout for you for that bag, but uh, I will tell you some of the contents already. Oh, boy. Um, various junk spell components that have long since deteriorated beyond usefulness. Delicious. Um, the wizard spell book containing several spells, <laughs> okay. uh, which I will put in Discord for you all. Okay. <laughs> and then there will be a uh, another handout, which I have yet to make up. It's been crazy. Pardon me. Um, but I'll put that in Discord as well, and uh, that's something that Zev will be able to uh, decipher for you in between sessions, okay. if that's acceptable. Cool. Um, you are on the outskirts of Goodmead. You've bypassed East Haven because Janth has sort of given Pavu the indication that he's a little, he's getting a little tired of waiting. He was promised a body, and he's getting antsy. Yep. Um trying to put him into the body of a crippled knoll was kind of the last straw. His patience has worn out. The exterior of Goodmead, as depicted here, 
has one major structure in the middle of it dominating the rest of the uh, landscape, and that is the good meadery, where the <laughs> eponymous good meat is made. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Good meadery. Oh my god, these people the have no it's where fucking you make imagination. Mead. Oh it's god. where you make me. <laughs> these people need a thesaurus. <laughs> Alright, so that's Jim, the meadery, because Paul doesn't like it. <laughs> Jim Beam. Um, and that is alongside fishing and uh, lumber, uh, lumber cutting, uh, the main industries of good meat, as you would know. Um, the meadery is huge. That's, you know, it's a major source of work and income for the town. And it makes good mead for the, the small hamlets that aren't major cities. It makes good mead one of the more wealthy. Um, however, different from this picture is that all these lights are, are all these uh, windows are lit from within, except for the meadery. The meadery is dark. Mm-hmm. So, a uh, quick question. So, oh. so, the biggest building, mm-hmm. you'd say, is the meadery. Mm-hmm. Next to it is a lumber processing plant. Uh, there is a sawmill. Well, what qualifies as a sawmill? But yes, uh, this is one of the few towns that engage, engages in um, cutting trees yeah. as, as an industry. It's a, it's a bottle chunk of forest there. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty picked clean on the side that we're viewing it from. Yeah, I mean, this this forest here on the right side of the screen extends up the hillside a bit. Um, cutting trees is difficult in Icewind Dale because they're frozen solid. And it takes, you know, usually dwarven craftsmen and dwarves themselves are the hardiest of the bunch who go out and cut wood for a living. Um, and you would know there is a fair amount of... Uh, it's a mixed population here, mostly dwarves, or mostly dwarves and humans... But one notable fact of the humans of Goodmead is that they are, the ones that are native to this uh, particular town, are descendants from Cholt. The uh, the uh, original settlers here were of Cholten descent, which is the jungle continent, if you play too many Way to go way the fuck out of the way from jungle climate to go here. Let's Indeed. get the fuck out of the jungle. <laughs> and that's, um, that's why you can see some of the architecture here looks maybe a little bit different than what you're used to. The, huh. the tower... And the uh, the colored roofs, that's all indicative of the Cholton. Very shacky. The Choltonese. Yes. I love Choltonese food. Mm, yeah, spicy. <laughs> and you find yourselves outside good meat on the road there. What's the plan? Your um, party's uh, ballooned up a little bit. Yeah, nice. sigh. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Shh, don't be rude to him. <laughs> no, keep being rude. So, so Nicolau would like to. Um, uh, Una, so what happened to you here? Can you, can you talk about it? Mainly I because I personally forgot all of that, so I'm hoping for a slight recap <laughs> on that. But also anything else you feel like sharing. Do you want the Una song? Yes. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. If everything works out the way I want it to, we will have our Halloween episode next session. Hey. I'll wear my little Bo Peep outfit. <laughs> I'm already wet. The littlest Bo oh, Peep. <laughs> I'll come like fully dressed up as Nemea to the wrong campaign. <clears throat> oh, banana hammock it is. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and I'll wear just a hammock. 
<laughs> I could just wear my nice. I guess I'll have to wear just bananas. <laughs> Una. <clears throat> right, everybody shut up. I was chosen to be sacrificed and my family decided to take our chances getting out of Icewind Dale. We packed everything from the store that night that we could carry and we left. I guess you can tell how successful we were. Is that when we found you? Yes. Well, sometime before, but that's as far as I had gotten. Um, may I ask, uh, you don't have to answer, but what happened to your parents? They died. In the avalanche? Or? I've been in the cave for some time before the avalanche. I lost count of the days. This must be very uh, difficult for you coming back here. I would have you know that I am with you and we are all with you. You are not here alone. Thank you for making that choice. And to add emphasis to the end of Una's tale, as you round the bend facing the road, you see the remains of one of these snow-shaped, uh, snowflake-shaped um, gallows that they had erected outside of Bryn Shander. When you first arrived at Bryn Shander, the children of Oriel had erected one of these gallows for human sacrifices. And as you round the corner, you see one of these structures uh, partially covered in snow. Uh, that appears to have been broken down, split apart by axes, and a crudely painted sign has been erected in front of it. No blood for the frost bitch here. It reads. Well, that seems to be a change of heart. Yeah, good news, Una. They don't do that anymore. Let's not test their convictions. Oh. On a more serious note, are you in any danger by returning to this place? Or do we think that sign may be an indication that such a danger for you has passed? I don't know. It's not exactly like I've been in contact with the town. Well, perhaps we travel in a tight formation until we have assessed whether or not there is any danger to our young friend. Yes? So it sounds like you are proposing splitting the party and having some people go and check out what the town's like? I mean, I'm what I'm proposing is, like, big mode, like, we roll up on town and Una's like, 
mid in the back, you know, like in the middle, hiding. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, hello, <clears throat> we brought your sacrifice back. <laughs> Here you are. Reward, please. Like, give us like, the mead. Roll up like, like the biggest badasses in town. How many people live in good mead, approximately? Uh, it is... <coughs> I have it right here. 100. Yeah, so walk in like rock stars. And just flaunt it. If that's what you want to do, that's okay. I just... Maybe... Well, I'll say it in character. We've got quite a large group here, and uh, of the more capable, outdoors-friendly type. Uh, if there is a threat present to Una here, that threat has no power while we are all together in one group. This is a small town. We have a gift for the speaker. Una, you would know, living here, that um, the speaker was a man named Kendrick Reelsbarrel. He, uh, his family has owned the Good Meadery for generations. When the former speaker died, he was elected because he's kept the Meadery in profitable business in this remote area of the world for a long time. And he's also somewhat of a war hero. Um, he left to fight the war against the Giants and returned, which not many people did. Um, and while he was never outwardly cruel, he always was sort of a loud, boisterous man. And being given some meager authority sort of brought out the worst in him. <clears throat> when he took office, the house of the speaker and the place where town meetings was held became the meadery being the largest building. It was able to accommodate the entire town if necessary. Um, so if he's anywhere, that's likely where you'll find him. Uh, didn't you say that building was dark? I know. It is dark. Um, before we go, wait, hold on out of character voice. Are we giving Janth to Kendrick? Was that, like, a suggestion that we had out of character, just to clarify? I think we're just saying, hey, this is your guy, and then letting the bag do its magic. <clears throat> okay. That was Una's plan. That was why Una wanted to come back to Goodmead, because fuck that guy. Okay, let's go put, put, and then we put him in a bag. So Kendrick is the guy that tried to execute you originally? He was guy? the speaker of the town that He was the same to... dude, okay. Yes. Yeah. I can go get us a place to stay, if you don't need me. Do we plan to stay? Is shivering? <laughs> um, if it's all the same, when this deposit is made of Janth and his request, we may not have any reason to stay in Goodmead. I think we have We to. have an agenda in East Haven that requires some fairly rapid attention. Oh. I thought we, I thought we were going to yes, Brinchamps? No, we're going to East Haven because oh. it's way closer. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to the Minute Clinic, not yeah. the hospital. Ba- basically, yes. you um, you actually had to pass the road to East Haven to get to uh, Goodmead. Okay. Um, there is a crossroads. Paul's looking at it right now, and he, I bet he could spot it. There's a crossroads where the East Way... Yeah. <laughs> Vanna, can you spin the letters, please? <laughs> 
where the uh, the so east way which that stretches there, from east there. Yeah. Good meet us here. Yeah. There's a crossroads. Right there. Yeah. Bryn Shander's like twice as far from yeah. the crossroads as East Haven is. And there's there is no dot on the map at that crossroads, but at that crossroads does stand a uh, a roadhouse and in tavern. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Swayze's doing doing sick roundhouse kicks and tight jeans. Yeah, I mean that's just a normal state of affairs for him. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and that's that's a couple hours walk. That's probably your closest. Um, like legitimate business run house of boarding. Then if you were looking for a place here, Zev, you're bumming a night in somebody's attic or uh, spending the night at a shrine. There is a shrine to Tempest set up uh, that always has a fire burning. They let, you know, travelers camp at the foot of the shrine. That sort of thing. I think we may want to do our business here quickly. A, because my bag is unhappy, and B, because uh, the Psy is a sort of human bag for the, or sorry, goblin-sized bag for the slot, uh, is also to not be unhappy soon with the bursting out of him. So, to the speaker! <laughs> um, do, do you require me, or shall I? I would love to go by that fire for a bit. Well, um... It might be preferable to finally spend a night indoors. I don't think we've done that in a long time. Do we think we have to stay here a night because of just time? No. Or do we have enough time to go to East Haven in the same day? You, I mean, if you finish up your business here, it's it's perfectly reasonable that you can just turn around and walk back to East Haven. I mean, all these towns are really only a couple hours walk. And honestly, since you encountered the dragon at Kirkonig, the weather has been better this side of the mountain. It appears the really nasty weather has moved out past the... Uh, the glacier. It's about 10 miles to East Haven. So you're looking at, um, I actually have travel time here. Yeah, so in the snow it's probably like three or four hours. Yeah. Since... With with your dog sleds, remember you are traveling by dog sled, you can, you can make it in, it looks like about four hours. Let's drop the hand and move on out. Zev's just gonna, since no one's asking her to stay, she's gonna go straight for the Temple of Tempest to Go by that fire. Sure. She as her con- she's going to take herself and her con- her eight constitution over there. <laughs> it's clear from all this traveling outside that um, she's not doing very well and needs warmth. Oh, the poor little Zevsicle is very <laughs> Um, I'll describe the uh, the shrine to you. It is basically it's very basic. There's not much in there. It's, it's a basic bitch. It's You're a basic very basic. Bitch. I am. It's true. Um. So those, so those of you going to the meat hall, is that everybody else? We're going to meet up there. What about Barry and Sinar? <laughs> um, well, Sinar is covered head to toe, right? Yes. He can come with. Indistinguishable from any other humanoid. Yeah, actually, let's get the whole party together. Fuck it. Uh, we're going to roll in like rock stars. All right. Mummy and Bush in tow. Yep. <laughs> so you want to grab Zeb then? Yeah, I mean, right. warm up for a minute or two, and then we got to go in. I think it's best to keep the whole group together so that we're very obviously a force nobody wants to fuck with. She will fake her uh, bravado and say, "No, I'm, I'm doing better. I'll we'll huddle together for warmth." Well, if you need warmth, sir, and he pulls, uh, brings out his little orange mushroom tip, <laughs> and it lights on fire, and he just holds it. I can always rely on your tip, Sai. Thank you. Whoa! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> that just happened. So you are you are approaching the meat hall then directly. Yep. Okay. Yes. Um, you approach the mute hall, which, as I described, is uh, has no lights in the windows, no 
just a trickle of smoke coming out of the main hearth fire chimney. Um, and standing outside of it are two armed guards, uh, militiamen by the looks of them. Their armor sort of fits a little uncomfortably, and they don't hold their weapons with the greatest of skill or confidence. But one is a dwarf, one is a human, and they're both standing outside the metery. And as you approach, the human one raises his hand and says, Oh, sorry, the, uh, the metery is off limits. What's happened? Uh, the keeper, the, uh, should say the owner, the former speaker, is under house arrest. Oh. Oh. Ooh, do tell. Will he be accepting deliveries? Uh, that's going to be difficult, uh, as, well, and how do I describe this to uh, two outsiders? Uh, his guard dog is, uh, on watch and will not allow anyone through. Una, if you're here to hear this, mm-hmm. um, you catch the reference to what is kind of a mascot of the the meadery and also something that good meat is somewhat known for, and that is um, Kazan, the meadery's um, pet tyrannosaurus. No way. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, a what? It is a tyrannosaurus. It is the oldest living resident of the town. There yeah. are a hundred people in this fucking town. How do we have a fucking Tyrannosaurus? Winter. Should have a T-Rex. And it's they're, winter. They're from Schultz. Ah! They're dinosaurs in Schultz. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't with this place. <laughs> you don't see the beast. It might be inside. The building is tall enough to house such a creature. You've seen it on occasion. Uh, it usually lurks around the metery, and sometimes it goes off into the tundra to hunt caribou, but mostly it just hangs around and guards the town. Uh-huh. So you said these... This guard dog is inside the place? Yeah, he's uh, sleeping by what's left of the hearth fire. Oh, my. Um, okay. I um, have a gift for the speaker. It is a, a bag. Someone told me to bring it here to him. Um, you could pass it along to him if that is your flavor, if you wouldn't mind. It's just a really <laughs> nice leather Why bag. Why is he under house arrest? Are you asking that? Yeah, we are asking yeah. the wrong questions. Let's do that. <laughs> If you're speaking up, he's going to look past you and go, Una? Yes, why Why? Why is he under house arrest? <laughs> ah. And I just try to shift the focus. <laughs> uh, you, give me a give me a persuasion roll okay. to, to steal focus, to steal the spotlight. All right, so that's fif- fif- eh, 15. All right, that's, that's sufficient. Um, he gets caught off guard for a moment. He goes, uh, well, he, um, he ordered the death of one of his citizens and... Well, it, the town didn't take too kindly to that. I see. And well, Una, everyone, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I still, because he said her name, mm-hmm. I still want to get this off of them. As Zev's just, her adrenaline comes up. Well, I think we've heard the the official enough. He has done well to inform us of the situation, my friends. Shall we convene at a later time? Perhaps he will. Perhaps we will be able to speak with the speaker whoever he may be in the future. And I'll, I'll just try to, I'll try to usher everybody away while also giving a surreptitious wink to everyone as if to say, I've got an idea. You, you know her winks. Mm-hmm. She's been winking at you the whole time. <laughs> um, and I, I, my goal is just get the party away from these guys and these officials who might, who, are this close to recognizing Una. That sounds like they already recognized Una. I'm looking at Una to see if she wants to speak up before we all turn tail. Yeah. Um... And Una will sort of peek out from around Pavu. The town revolted? 
it never sat quite right with them, the sacrifices. And then when your family left, the town said one was bad enough, but losing five, there's only a hundred of us. We told the speaker as such, and he wouldn't hear it. Went tromping off in the snow to find you. He came back. He had changed and locked himself in the meter. He wouldn't come out. We demanded he come out and stand trial, but he's been in there locked in with his beast ever since. How did he change? Well, not much time out in the, the mountains alone will do it, but yeah, it seemed like something else. Just uh, darkness behind the eyes, a hunger. <laughs> Face off. I ma- imagine that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and the dwarf speaks up at this point. And, um, he asked you because he's short. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ben. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, rein it in, comedy genius. Um, he goes, if it's the new speaker you wish to be given gifts to, that'd be Shandar Frost. Not the new speaker. This is... This is for Kendrick. Well, I'm afraid uh, we're not allowed to or have the ability to pass any property on to him. Uh, you could try speaking with Shandar. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe put it in safekeeping until he's allowed to have gifts. Is the metery not running currently? Tough to get workers inside with a dinosaur. So it sounds like you have a big problem. This is your entire economy. What has it been eating? This guard dog dinosaur? <laughs> Zev has never heard of dinosaurs mm. before. Has anybody? No. I've been to good you meat have. before. <laughs> You've been to good meat before. Pavu? You, you're so. a worldly what? person. Mm. Aren't you from Tulip? Not really. Goliath no. would not be from Tulip. <laughs> I was going to say uh, No, he was talking to. I've, I've been around. You know the thing that are on your feety pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Turd blossoms. <laughs> Jeez. Little streakies in the sheets. But Zev does ask the guard what this thing has been eating. If it's been locked in here the whole time. Well, it's probably drunk. I mean, it's been living on meat. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, honestly, we opened the door to try and put Kendrick under arrest, and the dinosaur blocked our path. It's not Sh- aggressive, but. Surely it hasn't eaten its master. I don't know what dinosaurs do when they're deprived of their regular food source. I can only imagine it's horrible. Well, if it's inside and it's absolutely housed on meat, then maybe we just go in and get it to talk about an ex until it cries itself <laughs> into, the, um, into submission. Did this guard dog accompany him into the woods? No, he never strays too far from the meadery. Ah. Hmm. Papa, you have the sack, right? Yes. <laughs> the sack reference. Zev will, um, will, will pat you and, and Jai and say, may I have a word with you for a moment? You gonna pat him on the sack? Of course. <laughs> I'm wearing the sack and I'm just gonna sort uh, of... Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing about giants is they have like 89 words for sack. It's like, it's like Eskimos in snow. <laughs> Zev probably says of one that's close to a dirty one too. Yeah, so while this whole conversation about the... I'm just gonna sort of like back up to the back of the party with Zev. What? Why don't we just let the ghost in there now? It can grab. It has its pick now of a guard, t- a guard T Rex, or 
a former speaker. I don't think T-Rexes read a lot of books. Well, never. Their arms are too short. <laughs> this is a private giant conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. I speak why, giant. <laughs> why, why, with our help, it could be the most learned dino- dinosaur okay. in, the, in the entire world. Oh, Jesus Lord Christ. On heaven it, above. And, and then it will be a whole load of not our problem. And we can leave and go somewhere warm. I mean, my other suggestion was going to be we go talk to the actual speaker, say, hey, we have a ghost in the bag that we could give to the current, the old speaker and make his personality less fucking murder people. Or maybe more fucking murder people. I'm not weird. We are dancing with some dangerous shit. You're right. We just gotta throw that bag in there and leave. Correct. I don't believe we're in a position to be forthcoming here. Um, I open the bag and I go, Jan, can you get him from here? They are insubstantial. Can you can you like get to can you get to the guy in the house because the books are all in there and apparently the guy's in there with the dinosaur. Is this good enough for you? Because I'm really trying to help you out here and I just want to make sure he's good for you. I appreciate you checking in. I'm somewhat tethered to this satchel that you've been carrying around. It limits how far my incorporeal form can travel. I would have to be at least in the same room. Possibly physical contact would be better, but if if you can see him, I'm probably close enough. Okay, okay. That's good to know. Uh, Thank you for the help. Uh, We'll get to work on that right away. Thank you. I close the bag. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure he can still speak to me in my mind. Put a book in here. It's so boring. (laughs) (laughs) And then after Pabu and I are done powdering our noses, we will return to Mm. Um, I am, I'm going to go to the guy and I'm going to go, so it's, it's the dinosaur that will not let you in, yes? Yes, uh, I mean, if we got the militia together, we could probably kill it, but it, it hasn't been no. aggressive, oh, we don't want to hurt it. Oh, no, 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 I can speak to I was okay. just going to, oh, my brilliant pregnant friend. <laughs> this here is a fun person who, he, fun, <laughs> a fun guy. <laughs> oh, oh my no. god, I can't believe it took this long to make that joke. Uh, <laughs> I was so ready to be sad today, and it's just, but there's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can be sad when there's a dinosaur. I was Not going for to long. suggest that we have a very clever druid friend uh, perhaps speak to the beast because I uh, had a really borderline life-saving need to get this bag off my person to Kendrick for reasons that I don't want you to get involved with for safety. So could we go talk to the dinosaur, please? It's, uh, it's highly unregular, letting travelers in without orders. We um, did bring back the person who your town tried to kill, and she is alive, and she is absolutely thriving, might I say. Shh, <laughs> Una, play into it. <laughs> where is, um... Come on, really work it for the judges, honey. <laughs> where is the rest of your family? Dead. I'm very sorry to hear that. And he sort of looks at his partner, the dwarf, and the dwarf shakes his head. And the human goes, listen, Shandar can be uh, difficult to deal with, but um, if you talk to the schoolmistress, Olivessa, she's got some sway with the townspeople. She could probably give you the permission you need to go inside if it's to get Kendrick out or deliver a package, whatever you need to do. So do you need to just, like, break a window and fucking yeet the bag in there? <laughs> Zeb will speak up again. Do you have eyes on Kendra? Do you know that he is in there for sure? 
No. We hear movement sometimes and the buzzing of the bees, but... Whereabouts is the movement? Uh, towards the back of the east wing. I see. Did you bury the lead? The buzzing of the bees? It's metery. Meter. Yeah. Oh, you make your own honey inside the metery. Yes. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck do you think they're getting honey? It's fucking 12 degrees outside <laughs> in the summer. I thought there was a town of bee... bee B-Men. <laughs> the speaker is actually My just Oprah. My briefcase full of bees will put a stop to this. <laughs> Dogs will shoot bees out of it. Sorry, I'm just like adjusting to the oh, fact that's what the that dinosaur they, does. they must have like indoor out. tropical like flower, like a warm ass place in there because bee, like, yeah, the so ass. This is, so this is something that um, people who live in ten towns or uh, maybe somebody with really high nature or arcana would know. Not me. Um, yeah. <laughs> there is... There, you, you might call it a family secret recipe, how they're able to produce honey year-round in such sub-zero temperatures um, and keep a thriving bee population. Semen. It is semen. <laughs> it is absolutely Dinosaur. the people no, who bee, work bee on man. boats. Um, <laughs> I thought it was bee man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The method, uh, the method under which they keep their bees and harvest their honey has been a well-kept secret because... Because... Um, Buzz... They it, they don't want their uh, trade secrets getting out. So only the people who work in the apiary know exactly how the bees are kept. What happened to you, Bumble Bussy? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a honey pot. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I only prepared five minutes of material. <laughs> Well, Zev will just, after getting the answer, she'll just look to Bob and say, the the back of the East Wing. Got it. Thank you. More like the Beast Wing. uh, The Beast Wing. So, I'll just do a quick... You probably don't speak Thieves Can't, but, you know, maybe you do. Uh, And so she'll just indicate, like, you know, let's go over there sometime. Maybe get this whole thing over with quickly. I was thinking... We just got a lead on how to do this on the up and up. Uh, I would like to be able to come back here. Yeah, I would also like to be able to come back here. Not that they're not trying to, you know, murder me. Do we? Uh, every... it's, a, it's a fun change of pace. <laughs> out, of, out of character, should we all clear off from the guards now? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, Zev thanks them for their time uh, and wishes them the best. Shall we speak to the speaker or shall we speak to the school person? Because I am eager to get this done as quickly as possible. School yes. person. Teacher. <laughs> she was, in fact, your teacher while you were here. Um, what is it we seek to do then? The, the, the pitch is she is cool with the people in the town. Yes. So if we get her to our cause, the town will be on board of us just going in there and dealing with it, rather than having to do a B and E while the town is preventing us. <laughs> 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 a B yeah. and double E. Oh God! That was, uh, you're on fire uh, today. I'm in. So, Physical pain. Yeah. Well, we Good. should definitely go and see what the buzz is with this. <laughs> yes! Ah! Mm, does the hive mind agree? Yeah. Right. Leave. Leave. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty likely we're going to have to comb the place when we're in there. <laughs> so, but, hey, don't get any sticky fingers. Mm, so, Zev will. Honey joke. Zev will walk. That stinks. With him. She will uh, oh, look yeah. at everyone. <laughs> you wish to. Gain permission to enter a place with a dangerous beast. Yes. Who I gathered is very large. Uh, yes. 
Um, I see. Do I have a vague idea of like how, like, what, 12 feet of the shoulder-ish? I'm glad you asked. 80 foot high. I have one already prepared. 100 foot wingspan. This uh, picture is more dramatic than what you would expect to see, but I found this picture and I could not help but share it. It's from Jurassic Park. But share. They do That's pretty fucking cool. Uh huh. So that's my next character. So we kidnap. The T Rex and make it our buddies. No, so we no more re- buddies. Party too big. Party is too big. <laughs> if we take that, we have to get rid of half of the existing party. There's an easy way to do that after you have him. Yeah. <laughs> Start <laughs> the largest party members. We'll shrink the party real fast. <laughs> Zev. Oh, God. So say, he may eat Sir Robin's vegetables. <laughs> I'm afraid I must. I must offer uh, objection to this plan. We know that he. We know whereabouts in the cabin he in, in the metery he is. If we can simply get a view of him, then I believe then we can drop off the package. Yes, I'm not saying that we should exchange fight have, this creature. I'm saying that we should do it on the up and up with the town so that we're not committing a crime. How would anybody know that we were committing a crime? We would simply be leaving a bag somewhere and allowing the bag's occupants to do its thing. The meter is in the center of town and everybody else's hearth fires are lit. Also, there are many locations in the world where if you leave a suspicious bag somewhere that is considered a crime. We may take the bag with us once he departs. He needs to see him. And yes. I do think for somebody who is so much in on the, like, let's make friends with everybody, we might want to do this on the up and up the way that Kus wants to. Perhaps I'm speaking out of a need to find warmth. Well, then let's go talk to one of the inside people somewhere. <laughs> I would be willing to wager that the uh, schoolmistress probably has a hard fire lit, so. Yeah. Uh, while everyone else in the party is discussing this, Una has just started walking towards the school teacher's house. <laughs> we should probably <laughs> trump along <laughs> after the human sacrifice. <laughs> Follow the human sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> she got really bored now that they want to kill her. <laughs> She's bucked up a little bit. You happy now, honey? Nobody wants to kill you. Um, it just feels like it because you're 14. <laughs> the um, the schoolmistress lives in the same building in which she teaches the handful of children every season that go to seek learning. Um, that survived the winter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just put them in the cellar like potatoes. And and as a 14-year-old girl, you know that you were like a year or two from being done with what is considered traditional schooling, it was time for you to, you know, take over your father's business or, mm-hmm. or do something, go, you know. Get married and have a bunch of babies. babies. Yeah, so. make babies, make make mead, you know, make bad decisions. Make mead babies. <laughs> um, and her hearth fire is indeed lit. Una knocks on the door. Um, you hear, uh, just a minute, just a minute, and there's hustling in the house, and the door opens, and you see uh, Olavesa, uh, Untapur, Olavesa Untapur. Um, she is a middle-aged uh, woman of Cholton descent, so dark skin tone, like grayish curly hair, sort of kept up in a, in a somewhat neat bun. Um, and upon looking at you, her eyes go wide, and she goes, oh, thank Tempest, I never thought I'd see you again. I'm so happy you're here. And she pulls you into a warm embrace. Aww. Una does start crying at that, that is, like, the first time that she's been properly home. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll she'll ask, like, as she's, like, holding you and rocking back and forth, she, she'll say, your brother's? Dead. And your parents, too, I assume? Yes. Well, 
I'm just thankful you're here. Tell me, wh where have you been? What did I... And she looks at all of you in the background. <laughs> she brought some friends home. So, Chuck. the stories I heard from Tourmaline and Lonelywood are true. Well, you found some Valiant Protectors. You're all welcome to come inside and warm yourselves by my fire. What stories? <laughs> Thank you, Miss. And Zev, I will swiftly but politely stride in. In you go, Drasical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great cleric, because I should have asked this like three days ago, but is anybody still hurt? Because I noticed my, my character. <laughs> so I might, I might start throwing around us and heal spells while we're chit-chatting. Wow. I didn't even fucking think of it after this. I am missing uh, one hit point. While you guys are doing mechanical things, I will tell you yes. in mechanical terms, Thank while you. you guys are making small talk with all of us, so you can ask her whatever questions you want, but she will offer you an, ex a, uh, an invitation that qualifies as a long rest. If you want to spend the night in the schoolroom, bunk down here where it's warm, you may take a long rest here. Winner, you do. <laughs> super fly, when you coming out? <laughs> oh, four, I still I got like another five more to You lose. decided on a name. Wonderful. Well, 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 it was Conan just about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Superfly has more pizzazz. It does. It's like a rapper. Correct. A You're like a rapper right it. now. <laughs> it, it does have this feeling like a, war like a warm wrapping. Ooh. It's hugging me. I'm well, inside. I certainly didn't warm wrap it up or else this wouldn't be happening. Well, you guys are taking your long rest? Yes or no? Do, yeah. Do we yes. want to do this? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk with the once we're... The, a good, a good, a good berry, and the fire will improve Zevian's mood, and she'll talk with the schoolmistress if the opportunity allows. But of course, mm. she'll defer to Una and her talking and catching up before anything else. Yeah, all of us is is mainly concerned with asking Una like where she's been, what she's done. She is politely not probing on the details that you appear outwardly uncomfortable to share. Mm -hmm. um, she's really trying, even though this is a difficult time and you went through some very trying, troubling, traumatic and a bunch of other T-word things. Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> um, she's trying her hardest to steer the conversation to make this a happy reunion. Mm -hmm. But she's open to answering any questions you all might have. Oh, and, and Erna, now that you're home you can actually eat something. You haven't eaten a, a single thing since we've been together. Just been eating that weird, been eating that real jerky stuff. Now they got uh, mead and honey, probably honeysuckle sticks. Do you want me to save your oh. to save your bacon on this? As I, as I will put her, will kind of I think realize what's going on and just put her pan a gentle hand on size back to uh, or Sai, Of course she's been eating. Us us women don't always like to eat in front of everybody. It's it's sort of a it's sort of a social thing. Oh love, don't get that body She image. just hasn't eaten dessert. Um, and as you're talking She's about eating, girl, Bar Barry will sort of like waddle his way into the middle of the conversation to shimmy until all the berries fall off. Shit, all those berries out. I'll offer the school mistress. Would you like a berry, miss? That is the most incredible thing I've ever seen, and I live in a town with a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I would love a berry. Thank you so much. <laughs> his, his name is Barry the Bush. It's, He's very friendly. It's very on the nose. I know, right? And say hello, Barry. on the nose. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I keep wanting to, to picture that these are crunch berries. Because that was a crunch berry commercial with yes. a bush. Yeah. I'll introduce uh, the, the the high lord, um, mommy daddy. Yeah, and he will he will bow elegantly. Mm -hmm. Lord Sinar, <clears throat> not service. too close to the fire. He'll catch you. <laughs> 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 like, 
<laughs> there I go again. Easy there, Tinderbox. <laughs> and she's making play conversations. That's a very interesting accent. Are you Elvish? And he's like, well, yes. Uh, old Elvish, you might say. And he chuckles at his own joke. <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> oh, it's Ben. <laughs> First off, yeah. Um... Not to uh, rain or snow on anyone's proverbial parade, but um, we we do appreciate the hospitality you have shown us. It has been so great and wonderful to come here and find out that it is not a murder-crazed city place. As not anymore. And she makes a signal to Tempest. The, yes. Woo storm. Um, <laughs> but we do come asking um, a favor. Um... We had, we have bestowed upon us um, a beautiful satchel um, with a gift inside of it for the former speaker of the town. Um, in what I would describe as a gift, I would not put it in that box necessarily. Deception roll. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, can I assist? Uh, can I, yeah, I was going to say, can I help? How are you assisting? I uh, actually have a plus two in deception. So thank you very much. Nice. Uh, nice, Dave. You just uh, really like it. No, I think... Uh, so you're trying to pass this off as just a, ch- a casual gift for the speaker? Well, no, I'm trying to say, like, you know, it's not necessarily a good gift, but it's something we need to get rid of, and if you have a problem with this person, it would be good to give this thing. Uh, cool. Uh, I hate yeah, every no, part no, of this. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I will say... No I will say, Apabu, there is no need to be modest. In these times, it is difficult to find a suitable gift for one illustrious as a speaker. But we do our best, and in this trying time, of course, the towns must help each other. We are here to develop, to deliver a gift worthy of him. I am actually going to, if that is what you're saying... I'm I'm trying to decept him. I'm going to impose disadvantage on that role. This is is exactly the wrong approach. Uh, Why? Because they hate him. Because they hate him. We were supposed to be going in to get him out from house arrest. Why? That was the whole angle. Him, <laughs> they want to hold him for trial. They want to arrest him for yeah, murder. Yeah, we put the ghost in him and then we walk out of the town. That's well, not a pitch they're going to want. <laughs> You're trying to sell them on the thing they don't want. Well, okay. But I'll, I'll, even, I'll even add a bit of drow callousness to this to make it co- totally complete of a disaster. <laughs> of course, if the current speaker would like to take it in his stead, that is all right with me. Okay. That actually raises an eyebrow from her. Um... Oh, you mean Shandar. Well, I suppose he would be the one to hold on to any property that's due to Kendrick. Um, He's the acting town speaker now. Lord help us, I'm not sure he's going to be much better than Kendrick. He has the dwarves under his sway, but he's also beholden to other masters, is the rumor. Which masters? Some say he works for the Zentarum, but uh, these are just fireside tales. Whatever. (laughs) Who doesn't at this point? Did you expect the other speaker of working for the Zentarum? No, for everything that Kendrick was, uh, a follower he was not. Uh, His reasons to do the horrible things he did were on him and him alone. What, uh, What more can you tell us about how he changed after... Coming back from the woods, we heard he changed? Uh, yeah, uh, we didn't get a chance to get too many details. Um, the night your parents left, taking your family with you, 
we discovered your house empty at the time for the sacrifice, and there were those of uh, those among us who were already thinking along the same lines to help smuggle you out. Um, but finding you gone, finding you gone, sent him into a rage, and he began raving and tried to get the militia to go into the mountains to find you and bring you back. And the militia, the militia to a man, said that they were not willing to go out into the woods to kill one of their friends and their townsfolk that the sacrifice had pushed them to their limit and this was a, this was a step too far hearing that he went out on his own uh, trusting his skills in battle to carry him through but as I'm sure you found out it's not the monsters in the mountains that will kill you it's the cold and the hunger when he came back he had a crazed look in his eye he was speaking to someone who wasn't there he was vacant, seeing things, jumping at shadows. Only only in town for a night or two before he started to get the sense that he was going to be locked up for his crime, stripped of his title of speaker, and probably sent to Revel's End. Um, that's when he locked himself in the metery. This person he was speaking to, did he mention a name? No. He never addressed it or told us what was going on, just spoke to someone we couldn't see nor hear. Was there a description? Anything? No. Faces in frost on the window, shadows at the night. <laughs> and if you look like you're done. Okay. Um, oh no, we'll just say, you know, I came back expecting the town to try to kill me. I didn't think that there would be such a revolt. Those of us who spoke up wish we had screamed. Those of us who remained silent wish we had spoken up. Those of us who were supporting now hang their heads in shame, and I wish them to walk out into the cold and never return for what they wanted to do to you and your family. And... Okay. Um, when it seems like Una has set her piece, uh, just kind of like motion down the party a little bit and say, um, I understand that, uh, the speaker is to be tried for his crimes, but you can't get access to the metery. It seems that if the metery is not running, your town will shrivel and die. So, uh, we come to you not just for this joyous reunion between Una and the people she left, but also to gain your support. Uh, we wish to have the authority to enter the metery. And we were told the townspeople will listen to you if you speak reason. I do have the ear of a fair bit of people. Um, the dwarves will like it, but damn the dwarves. The man must go, and the metery must reopen. You're correct. We are dying a slow death of starvation without the metery in full function. Um, you can tell the guards that you have my blessing and I will speak and I will give them my head in place of yours. I doubt it will come to that. Bring him out. Dead or alive. He needs to be removed from this equation if this town is ever going to regain its sanity. I think we can do that. Uh, is anybody in the town uh, on any sort of terms with his guard dog besides him? Oh, Razan, he's a 
He's not all bad. Um, he's never hurt a person, as far as I know. He just guards the metery. Um, uh, unfortunately, if he guards the metery, it's mm. going to put us in direct opposition. So if there's anybody who is particularly close with him, a, a trainer or a feeder... <sighs> no, Kendrick handled all of that, but he may be bribed if he's hungry or given gifts. He typically I, I, eats the local caribou? He'll hunt for the sake of hunting, although I've never known him to be hungry. Hmm. I look at Barry. <laughs> but also, if he's guarding the metery... <laughs> Yeet the whole mission. I'm not going to cheer for it. If he's guarding the metery and the metery is going under because this guy won't yeah. leave... The guy's got to get gone. And he then... might be reasoned with. Yeah. It's entirely possible. When it comes to reasoning with dinosaurs, I'm afraid that's a bit out of my depth, but reasoning with guards, that I could do for you. So I think maybe that's a thing for you and I to work on. Well, I'm not going to be a cheer toy. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, talking. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking head. <laughs> this group. Okay. Uh, protecting people from themselves is much easier in the mountains than it is in the towns. Um... Yeah. You're talking to a school teacher. I know. I have a school teacher and the 14-year-old girl are the same ones. <laughs> um, Pavu, <clears throat> you hear a voice in your head. It's Janth. If this speaker is indisposed, this school teacher will do. Fine. What? I wish to be rid of this. It's all, it's all in their heads. Yeah, this is not a conversation <laughs> no. you're a part of. No. I wish, I, wish, I wish not to have this jump into me. Or you, or you. When? So I would rather it get in somebody else. And you, can, you, you don't have to justify a thing because we don't have to get to hear. Yeah, she yeah. can't hear it. But Zev is definitely kind of look, glancing over to Pavu with a, a look of consternation as this plan is starting to be announced. I say in my head, fine. I ask that you hurt no one if you have it within you. A school teacher who has many books. Please care for the children of this town. Please do not hurt anyone. Your terms are acceptable. Until I'm bored. Well, hopefully I will be long gone by then. Well, then let's do this. Perhaps it's best to wait until she goes to sleep. A sudden change of behavior might alert your wary comrades. I will leave the bag when I depart. Okay. That begs the question. Bag taken care of, are we still tackling the metery? I would like uh, to. I want to talk to a dinosaur, man. <laughs> Why don't shape that shit, bitch? <laughs> oh, no. Zeb is doing all she can <laughs> to. Oh, but why did they bring you here? Because you thought we were they were all murder hobos, so. So I brought the murder hobos to them. <laughs> yeah. Come to find out, everybody up here is a murder hobo. That's how you survive. Murder hobo-ception? <laughs> so, you lay down for your long rest. Um, let's see. Y'all rest longer than I do. Yeah. Do you let me in on this, Pavu? Or do you keep it to yourself? You might see me go put the bag closer to her. 
Okay. Well, so I can give you a little bit of perspective on what you're looking at. You have been given permission to bunk down in the schoolroom, which is a room in her house. Mm-hmm. She has a bedroom. She's sleeping separate from you guys. Sure. Like you can you can push it against the wall that separates the schoolroom from her personal quarters, mm-hmm. but that you can't like you know. Here you go. You can't put your bag on her face. Just put it where the kids hang their up. Backpacks. I just like uh, I'm I'm like really desperate to get rid of this, and every time I've tried to say something about it, it's been a bad idea. So like this is where I'm at. You just let me know if you want to share it with Zev. So yeah, you're under no obligation to tell us anything in character. So just get down with your bad self. Yeah. Yep. And also, just because everybody else at the table tells you it's a bad idea, doesn't mean that they get to make the decision. This is your version. Fair. Okay. It's We're playing bag, bad baby. decisions. The game. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go talk to a team. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I, you know what, I am going to talk to Zeb about it, because I need at least one other person to know that this is going to go badly. Okay. Um, so if everybody else is asleep, and Zeb is like, eh, she's like meditation mode. Yeah, she only sleeps sleeps four hours, which is nothing. Freak. And she's awake anyway, <clears throat> during that sleep. So I go over to Zeb, and I go, it does not appear that we are going to get to the person we intended to give this to? Yes, because they insisted on being honest. Well, we can... I'm trying to find a plan in my head and finding myself lacking. This cold makes it so difficult to think. Honesty aside, I am considering leaving the bag in this house, where there are also lots of books. I wish not to cause any more trouble to this party with my transgressions. So I wish to unburden us from this. And I have asked our ghost friend whether or not he will keep to this agreement. I am not smart enough to know. But I figure the quicker we are rid of this, the less danger our own party is in. Because I do not think... Gent will stay in this bag very long, and I would much rather he not end up in one of us. On this we agree. Well, does the does our esteemed guest of ethereal nature not wish to inhabit the intended target anymore? He wishes not to inhabit this bag. Okay. Well, it is late now. People have gone to sleep. I can see very well in the dark. I can place this bag wherever you like. I would be much obliged if you would take it off my hands. And I'll just offer to grab it. I'm handing over. I will We're attempt. This. <laughs> I will attempt to deliver it to the intended target, as was agreed. Failing that, well, what do you think of the speaker? Do you even know him? I do not know anyone directly in this town. Well, that could be an option as well, then. After all, the speaker would have authority. And I'm sure that's part of what this... Our, that he Mr. Jant would like. He did not request authority. No, no, He but requested books. Yes, he would have the authority to gain access to books. I he, fear we are complicating his request. And further complications that require that... Extend the amount of time that is in here put on entire group of danger. I have about, I would estimate I have about four hours to get this done. These Shem do not sleep, they do not stay awake very often. So, 
I will do it. I will do what I can. And failing that, I will make sure that this is surreptitiously placed by the school teacher's window, or by the crack in the door. Do it, what you will. I pray that he does not decide to haunt you if he gets bored. The sooner we get this done, the sooner we can cure Sai. That is my most immediate concern. I am pleased to see, but I, but for what it's worth, I am pleased to see Una is really is feeling relief and happiness again. I could not be more relieved to find that she was not in danger when we arrived. Watch over her just to make sure that some don't still feel that she should be sacrificed. As if I ever stopped. All right, take take thing, and it's night, Prowlinda. <laughs>